0: Welcome to Macro Peace Theater. I'm your narrator, Emil Kalinowski, and today's tale comes to us from the blog of JP Koning. The blog is called Moneyness. The blog post is found at Blogspot, and the title is Embargoed by MasterCard Visa, Kratom Vendors Turn to Crypto, and E-Checks. You can find this posted on the 9th of October, 2021 mastercard and visa are oligopolies what happens when they decide they're not going to allow a legal product to be sold on their network is that fair jp goes into detail explaining the situation what kratom is and how kratom vendors are working their way around this embargo as well as whether it should be allowed at all for Visa and MasterCard to do this. I spend a fair amount of time tracking real-world use cases for cryptocurrencies. I'm not talking about silly speculation or millionaire crypto hobbyists using their Bitcoins to buy Teslas or illegal dark web markets that use Monero for payments. I'm talking about actual, licit businesses that have turned to cryptocurrency payments, not because they particularly care about crypto, but because they need to. To date, the retail kratom industry is one of the best examples I've been able to find of broad, non-speculative, licit cryptocurrency adoption. Kratom, spelled K-R-A-T-O-M, is a plant that grows in Southeast Asia. The kratom leaf can be ground into a green powder that, when ingested, acts as a stimulant. In the United States, Online Kratom stores are ubiquitous. I'm not going to get into whether Kratom is dangerous or has medicinal value or whether it should be legal or not. For that sort of discussion, I'd suggest visiting the FDA, WebMD, or the Mayo Clinic. The main point I want to make in this post is that Kratom is legal in the U.S., although several states have banned it. Although Kratom is legal, mastercard and visa have decided to prohibit kratom sales from their networks this poses big problems for online kratom shops because the card networks dominate online payments exile by these oligopolies causes serious financial damage to the unfortunate targets to survive the kratom industry has been forced to turn to backup payment systems mastercard's business risk Assessment and monitoring policy, for instance, lists a number of impermissible activities. And then here we have a screenshot of those illicit activities. Most of the prohibited transactions listed by MasterCard are illegal, such as the sale of child pornography. But some are legal, including the sale of certain types of drugs or chemicals. MasterCard specifically mentions salvia Divnorum, a legal drug that has hallucinogenic properties. Although it isn't listed as an example, kratom is usually considered to fall into the same category as salvia. Acquirers, the financial institutions that connect businesses to the card networks, face large penalties if Visa or MasterCard catch them, facilitating prohibited card transactions. To reduce this risk, Acquirers will often hire what are called Merchant Monitoring Service Providers, or MMSPs, to scan through retailer data and spot anything that looks dangerous. MMSPs, such as legit scripts, are very aggressive about rooting out Kratom sales. Despite the card network's disallowing Kratom sales, many of the 20 or so sites that I scanned through still offer card payments. According to my search, Kratom sites have a number of ways of securing card availability, one of which is called transactions laundering. That is, a Kratom site camouflages its prohibited product sales by routing them through a front store that sells legitimate goods. Eventually, these prohibited transactions get caught by the card network or the acquirer, and the site's card network access is revoked. It then has to scramble to build another front. One commenter on Reddit describes the Kratom transaction laundering thusly. We can do manual credit cards, as I can, over the phone because we use standard processors that don't know it's Kratom. We do this by creating DBAs that have fake web presences selling other products, and they don't find out it's Kratom for a while. Usually we can get a processor to work for 3 to 12 months before it gets shut down. Note, DBA refers to doing business as. A DBA is a business pseudonym for a fictitious name filing. Another route that Kratom sites take to get access to the card networks is to use an overseas aggregator. Kratom Crazy, a website that has since closed for business, describes how and why. International is the only way to go because card schemes are less aggressive on banks in international communities. This doesn't mean they can't be fined or shut down, oh, because they can and still do. No aggregate account we have ever seen has lasted over 6 months before being shut down. The major downside is these accounts are usually 9% fees and up plus 10% rolling reserve over 6 months. So the merchant takes 19% plus off the top immediately. Plus they have to wait 2-3 to weeks before seeing the first day's processing payout. It's a bad deal all around and a massive risk for losing money. In addition, when these accounts get shut down, there is usually no payout to the merchants. So, the upshot is that the sort of card network access that many Kratom sites have managed to secure is unreliable and spotty. Indeed, many sites don't accept cards at all, including, at the time of writing, OG Botanicals, Canada Kratom Express, Crypto Kratom, and Rhizome. Rizom's payments page goes to some pains to explain how it would rather be honest than lie to get card access. Which gets us to cryptocurrency. Almost all of the Kratom sites, including those that haven't been able to sneak themselves into the card networks, accept cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, XRP, Stellar, Lumens, or some other one third-party crypto processing like coin payments or coinbase commerce are typically used for payments processing when they accept cards kratom sites often offer discounts for cryptocurrency payments for instance happy hippos checkout page offers a 20% discount it's easy to understand why kratom sites would offer such discounts it's expensive to use overseas aggregators for card payments by steering a customer to Bitcoin or Ethereum, a Kratom v- vendor saves itself the pain of a 10-15% to 15% card processing fee. But cryptocurrency isn't the only payments option that Kratom sites fall back on. Even more popular than crypto is e a traditional fiat form of payment that gets processed via an automated clearinghouse, or ACH. A Kratom buyer inputs their bank routing and account numbers into the payments page. The payment then gets routed to the ACH network and, once cleared and settled, the funds arrive in the Kratom's merchant's bank account. In the same way that a business must work with a card acquirer to get access to Visa or MasterCard payments, they must work with an e acquirer in order to accept e payments. But onboarding standards seem to be much looser with eCheck acquirers than card acquirers. For instance, in the screenshot below, an eCheck acquirer is actively soliciting all sorts of high risk industries, including not only Kratom, but also CBD oil and MLM based businesses. Many Kratom sites also accept a bespoke payments method called Green Bean Pay. Users open an account with Green Bean Pay and submit their banking account information. The service then uses Plaid, a piece of financial plumbing that allows apps to hook into banks, to link the buyer's bank account and process the Kratom payment. Lastly, a bunch of Kratom sites accept person-to-person payments, such as Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, and Interac E-Transfer. This probably goes against these services' terms of service, which generally limit usage to -to person-to-person payments. While these backup options have become vital for connecting Kratom retailers to the public, they are not really a great substitute for a card network connection. Cryptocurrency is clunky, awkward, and risky. E-check is slow. By not offering the convenience of card payments, Kratom sites lose out on a steady stream of would-be buyers. And this is evident by how desperate they are to find hacks that get them back into the Visa and MasterCard walled gardens. In closing, I want to touch on something I mentioned in my previous post on MasterCard and Porn. A big reason that card networks refuse to process legal transactions for things like Kratom or, similarly, for Salvia Divinorum, which I wrote about here, is they don't want to damage their brand. These substances may be permitted by law, but they are controversial, and so the networks refuse to touch them. All businesses have the right to protect their brands, but the card networks are oligopolies and thus necessary for online survival. And so, in my view, the card network should be required to forfeit their right to protect their brands. That is, Visa and MasterCard, insofar as they retain their oligopolistic powers, should not be allowed to police vendors for what they deem to be controversial but legal products. Which is not to say that I'm a champion of Kratom. I'm only suggesting that the appropriate way to control such a product is not by card network bans, but by the drug enforcement agency declaring it to be a scheduled drug. The good news is that these sort of situations are very rare. The card companies allow almost every legal transaction under the sun on their networks, save a few outliers like Kratom. This means that the population of licit businesses that need to use a backup system like cryptocurrency payments or e-checks is not very big. But examples like this still warrant our attention. Even if we don't particularly care about Kratom, one day, a product that we regularly consume could get censored by Visa or MasterCard. As you can tell from just that blog post, John Paul Koning believes thinking about money is more interesting than making money. He writes about monetary economics, economic history, finance, and fintech at his Moneyness blog. Just search for Moneyness. And you can find it specifically on the internet at jpconing.blogspot.com. J P K O N I I N G. This blog was started in 2012. What sort of topics can you find there? Okay, buckle yourself in. Ready? Cash, Bitcoin, Federal Reserve, Stock Market and Equities, Liquidity, Premium, Inflation, Nick Rowe, Unit of Account, Zero Lower Bound, Coins, Medium of Exchange, Fintech, Clearing and Settlement, Bank of Canada, ECB, Gold, Moneyness, Fiat Money, Anonymity, Charts, David Glasner, Target 2, Open Market Operations, Miles Kimball, Demonetization, History of Thought, Scott Sumner, Gresham's Law, Fungibility, Paul Krugman, Medium of Account, Nominal Interest Rates, Quantitative Easing, Sticky Prices, Stephen Williamson, Chartalism, Credit Cards, Dollarization, Euroization, Gold Standard Payments, John Maynard Keynes, Michael Sproul, Bank of England, FedCoin, George Selgin central bank independence intra euro system credit seniorage store value that is page one there are six more page downs of topics mind blown okay if that's not enough for you just the block spot why don't you start out small at twitter right you can find him at jp underscore koning. i enjoyed this i hope you visit the site And the blog. There's so much more there. If you're at all interested in money, this is a great place to start.